Blog Talk Radio. Close to me, I don't know who you're supposed to 
supposed to be. So contemplate that before approaching me. Got the south side right behind me, homie. And for me, that's plenty. Now the bypass the drugs and the haters and the handy play the politics right and ever so gently. Reach up and snatch that bread. Get the fam fed. Get it like a man, like my uncles and pops would if they had the chance. Or maybe they did and just couldn't advance. Damn, all I can be, I am more than a man. Y'all don't understand. Gotta get the cheese like a multiple choice question. And all I see is me. Father told me long ago ain't nothing free, so I was talking that cheese like it's new gear. It's a revolution, so every moment crucial. I can never break, you will never see me do so. Resolution, I will always be on top like resolution. Got the life cause I'ma shine bright. Pump the music, baby, it's a revolution. Feel the music, baby, it's a resolution. Pump the music, baby, it's a revolution. Rain in the windshield, the wiper blades got me dazing off and out of space. Working out my next chest move. A hole in the game to break through. In the meantime, I just grind and play dudes. Rhyme and stay true, rather die than shine shoes. Since I was knee high, I shine better than bruise the face. And egos are much better than you. My flow is clever, fine, so I can never lose. And you know it won't stop till a brother talking shop. In an office with a view, and a 30 story drop. And a pretty girl or two saying, man, we take your shoes. Clever, welcome to the top. Cause I need that gravy Checking the room, making sure nobody's shaded Laying in wait, lurking, waiting to play me Gotta pay the bills, gotta feed the baby If getting in it is a sin, Jesus save me Yeah, yeah You been listening to Long Road Home This DJ Food, Canon Music Quick Hit Hit me on Twitter, at DJ Food Hit clever, hit clever. Shout out to my nigga Jay. This is how I think blowed out of my mind. Feeling like committing a crime. Get a lot for that. I won't snitch. I ain't dropping a dime. I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line. I'm representing my man's on the block. The chopper working more.
get into this. Let's get into this. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. I want to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I am your host, So L. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation, like I said, where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So we are looking to apply correct information correctly here on The Foundation. Got to start off by saying all thanks, praises, honors due to the creator and the ancestors. I want to say big up and peace. Salute. Shout out to my big brother, Yusuf L. High Frequency Radio Network. Dot com creator extraordinaire Privatized Solutions SPC University He's doing it all right now And you know that's my big brother I've been meaning to get out there and see him man but I'm just so busy man But I miss the brother man I talked to him a couple days ago Peace But that's that's you know The guru of all gurus if you ask me Yusuf L and you know, highfrequencyradionetwork.com started for a lot of people. So big up, shout out. As eternally do. Welcome to the foundation.com. Definitely check it out. You got an email list you can sign up for. Check out the PDF section. Free information. All you gotta do is read. You can book a consultation. You can make a donation. You can also find all the social media pages, Facebook. Instagram, Twitter. I said Twitter. Ah, Twitter. All from the same spot, www.welcometothefoundation.com. I do want to say peace to all the listeners. Definitely. I'm loving it. All the live listeners, uh, live callers, I want to give you a shout out. You know, anyone who's called in live right now, I see y'all in the switchboard. Sorry about last, sh- last show, the switchboard popped off. Definitely want to say peace to all the internet. Uh, live listeners, all the archive listeners, the MP3 listeners, podcast listeners, however you're checking it out, I want to say peace to you. I want to say peace to all the trustees, salute, and all those investing in their private education. also want to say peace to anyone I've done business with in the private. I want to say peace and thank you to anyone that's made a donation, sent an email or well wishes or current events, and anyone who's generally, actually, substantively, Added to the foundation. Definitely want to say peace. I want to get popping. I got a lot of, uh, so I missed some current events last week that I, you know, I saw as being very significant. And like, there's a lot of stuff going on. So I want to get through this. So, first and foremost, we got, and this was last week. So, this was last Wednesday. This is one of the ones I missed. This is on CNBC. The Fed warns that a particularly large plunge in market prices is possible if risks materialize. The federal um, issues a cautionary note about risks to financial stability. It says trade tensions, geopolitical uncertainty, and a buildup in corporate debt among firms with weak balance sheets pose strong threats. So I can check that out on CNBC. That's the Fed warns that a particularly large plunge in market prices is possible if it's materialized. Kind of a long you know, title, but Definitely something that you, you know, I think we should be paying attention to, you know, when 
Federal Reserve, when you got these banks, when you got all these other hedge fund managers and these people who deal in finance calling for uh, large risks, so on and so forth, you know, it's, it's something that we need to pay attention to. Uh, moving forward, this was yesterday. Um, Dow plunges nearly 800 points on rising fears of an economic slowdown. And, you know, this is significant. Stocks fell sharply on Tuesday in the biggest decline since the October route as investors worried about a bond market phenomenon signaling a possible economic slowdown. Lingering worries around U.S.-China trade also added to jitters in Wall Street. The Dow, Dow fell 799.36 points or 3.1%, closed down at 25,027.07 points. Worst day since October 10th. S&P declined 3.2%. It's below its 200-day moving average. Same thing, 3.8% with the NASDAQ. So we got that going on. No, no good deed goes unpunished, said Hart Hogan, chief market strategist, at B. Riley FBR. As we get headwinds from trade worries fading, you get an inverted yield curve and another brick added to the market's wall of worry. So that's the next thing we're going to go to. Let's go to, let me see, foreign investors, stock market, U.S. stock futures. Let me just go to this one. On Forbes.com, market excess is approaching a threatening level. International Monetary Fund issues stark warning on leveraged loans. There's a trend developing here. An unusually blunt warning about the massive market in leveraged loans from a normally circumspect International Monetary Fund should give investors pause at a time of rising concern about global financial stability. Fund economists Tobias Adrian, Fabio Natalucci and Thomas Piantec have published a new blog post highlighting some fairly alarming trends. Quote, we warned in the most recent global financial stability report that speculative excesses in some financial markets may be approaching a threatening level for evidence look no further than the 1.3 trillion global market for so-called leveraged loans, which has some analysts and academics sounding the alarm on a dangerous deterioration in lending standards. This growing segment of the financial world involves loans usually arranged by a syndicate of banks to companies that are heavily indebted or have weak credit ratings. These loans are called leveraged because the ratio of borrowers' debt to assets or earnings significantly exceeds industry norms. With interest rates Extremely low for years and with ample money flowing through the financial system, yield-hungry investors are tolerating even higher risks and betting on financial instruments. That, in less speculative times, they might sensibly shun. Speculative-grade companies have been eager to load up on cheap debt. Globally, new issuances of leveraged loans hit a record of $788 billion in 2017, surpassing, check this out, surpassing the pre-crisis high of $762 billion in 2007. So this, this, this is significant. Uh, the, the, the curve inverted, the, uh, the Treasury bond curve inverted. This, this is uh, 
a stark indicator of a recession or a depression is when that yield curve reverts. So that happened. In response to that and other things going on, the Dow dropped over almost pretty much one less than one point under, 800 points, which is very significant. That's a lot points. That's a lot of money that was just brushed off the table um, and went into, you know, more savvy investors' pockets. So it's not just market size and scope, but also increasingly loose underwriting standards. The United States was by far the largest market last year, accounting for $564 billion of, of new loans. Woo! That's a lot of money. A significant shift in the investor base is another reason for worry. Institutions now hold $1.1 trillion of leveraged loans in the United States, almost double the pre-crisis levels. That compares to $1.2 trillion in high-yield or junk bonds outstanding. Such institutions include loan mutual funds, insurance companies, pension funds, and collateralized loan obligations, which package loans and then resell them to still other investors. Collateralized loan, collateralized loan obligations by more than half of overall leveraged loan issuances in the United States. So the IMF is saying there's you know crazy market excesses, and that it's approaching a threatening level. Moving forward, back on um, man, let's go to let's go to Reuters. Uh, U.S. stock futures fall. Asia follows after Canada arrests. Huawei's CFO. So, uh, Canadian authorities arrested a top executive of Chinese tech giant Huawei Technologies, fanning fears of further tensions between China and the United States. Uh, the Canadian Justice Department said Meng Wanzhou, deputy chair of Huawei, was arrested early this month and that she sought for extradition by the United States. The arrest heightened the sense of major collision between the world's two largest economic powers not just over terrorists, but also over technological hegemony. It also came as an inversion in the U.S. yield curve has stoked global investor worries of a possible U.S. recession. The benchmark Treasury 10-year yield fell to its lowest point since mid-September um, yesterday, while the five-year yield dropped below the two-year yield, causing the so-called inversion in the yield curve. Because an inverted curve has often tended to precede a recession. Investors are spooked by that. U.S. markets were, are closed today. So we didn't look. look. So the, the, the president of the United States closed the markets, and, he, you know, he released an executive order saying that he closed the markets because, uh, you know, in honor of the ex-president that just, that just passed. Or maybe closed markets because the market was crashing and he wanted to figure something out and his hand was forced. I don't know. I can only speculate. I mean, who really knows? Only those in, you know, that administration know exactly what's going on. But you can look at the markets and tell what's going on. I mean, palladium, CNBC, palladium. Hits record high briefly, surpassing gold. So for a second, an ounce of palladium costs more than an ounce of gold. Fueled by speculative interest in tight supplies of the 
auto catalyst metal briefly surpassing bullion, which scaled to more than a five-week peak as the dollar slid. Palladium climbed 2.3% to $1,230.70 per ounce, having earlier jumped to an all-time high of $1,239.50. We have a tight fundamental market, flat supplies, rising demand, and on top of that, undoubtedly, some speculative interest, which has helped drive prices to all-time record highs. This stuff is this stuff is crazy. Let's go back to CNBC. Market sell-off set to continue as Dow futures get hit. U.S. stock futures opened lower amid what's the date on this? I just published an hour ago. So this is today. U.S. stock futures opened lower amid lingering anxiety about possible economic slowdown and continued murkiness around trade relations with China. On Wednesday evening, futures initially indicated that the Dow Jones Industrial Average would open 400 points lower. Dow futures fell as much as 486 points at their lows. This is, this is uh, the New York Stock Exchange, NASDAQ, and U.S. Treasury market were closed Wednesday. On Monday, the year for the three-year Treasury notes surpassed its five-year counterpart of the bond market phenomenon known as the year of curve invasion or inversion. It's seen as a recessional signal. See, this is this is this is really what's going on right here. That's that's you know, or so they say. Foreign investor burnout hits Miami real estate. Let's let's jump to Forbes. I want to get through these. I got some more. Foreign buyer purchases accounted for 19% of Florida's existing home sales versus 21% in the same period a year ago. European buyers have been trending downward since 2016. Foreign home buyers have hit pause buttons in South Florida between 2017 and July 2018. The most recent period for sales data by Florida realtors, foreign buyers purchased $22.9 billion worth of Florida real estate, a 5% decline from the previous 12 months. Mainly from Canada and Brazil purchased 62,000 properties, a 15% drop previous 12-month cycle. All told, foreign investors made up 30% of 13% of Florida's existing home sales, down from 15% a year earlier. On a national level, foreign investors buy around 5% of the existing houses and housing stock on the market. Hmm. So it's, 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 it's happening everywhere. It's happening everywhere. Still on Forbes.com, the worst is still ahead for investors. Is economic growth to cause the stock market growth? Is the recession necessary to carry a bear? I'm sorry, to cause a bear market? Is this a correlation that will allow you to get out of stocks in time? These are questions that are in the article. Those are the most important questions for investors that are always raised. That are always raised when bull markets are turning into bear markets, and the turn has not yet been generally recognized. I recognize it. I know y'all recognize it. Currently, investors hear that only recessions cause bear markets. That is incredibly false and perhaps intentionally deceptive. Uh, That's on Forbes.com. I got more to go. The worst is still ahead for investors. Forbes.com. Forbes.com again, big retirement losses if the market crashes tomorrow. I mean, look, what are they talking about? I mean, look, 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 look at what's being said. Forbes.com is saying big retirement crisis. Uh, retirement losses if the market crashes tomorrow. 
eventually market crash is a drop in 10% of the value or more that's what you know technically what a crash is Um, it might not be a stock market crash. Eventually, crash mode is a 10% drop or more. Yep, that's what I just said. But it might feel like one on Tuesday, December 4th. The S&P fell 500. I'm um, sorry, the S&P 500 fell negative uh, 3.24% based on estimates from Monique Morrissey of the Economic Policy Institute. And one considers stock holdings of 5.2 trillion in 401k type accounts and IRAs. The retirement savings for all Americans fell by $155 billion just yesterday. Think about that. Because we're past um, the point where these companies have to be responsible for retirement and these types of benefits. We're past that. That that has been passed on to the actual employees through the stock markets. And that's, you know, that's what we need to understand. So what, what, what I just read, I'm going to repeat it. The retirement savings for all Americans fell $155 billion in one day. Now, that's all Americans, you know, who have, or I hate it when they use interchangeably Americans and United States citizens. All United States citizens or those who are doing business, you know, uh, transaction through, you know, the United States citizen. If you have, you know, 401k accounts and so on and so forth, collectively, the retirement savings and savings of all U.S. citizens or Americans, however you want to look at it, $155 billion was wiped off the table just yesterday. And they're trying to say that, oh, we don't know if we're in a recession yet. This has been going on. Like, the market's been going crazy for the past a few months. But no one wants to talk about it. If the market falls like it did in 2008, 2009, these 13 or so million older workers would lose over $20,000, and they simply won't have time to recover, especially if a family member loses their job and they have to take Social Security early. <clears throat> the morbid joke about the Great Recession was that it turned Americans' 401ks into 201ks. Indeed, the nation's 401k and IRAs lost $2.4 trillion in the final two quarters of 2008. Wealth transfer, wealth transfer, wealth transfer. If you don't know what's going on, you don't understand these markets, you don't understand the, the difference between tangible assets and non-tangible assets, appreciating assets and depreciating assets, counterparty risk with regards to assets. You know, now pool coming out. $2.4 trillion just in two quarters, quarters of three months, six months, $2.4 trillion was wiped off the table in the last recession. And that was in that was in that was in uh, six months, six months, and 155 billion was wiped off the table yesterday. Man, I'm not trying to spook anybody. I'm just trying, you know, I'm telling the truth. I'm just reading, you know, that was, that was moving forward. Borders dollars unrivaled surge this year will reverse in 2019. It's on Reuters. They put this dollar, which has enjoyed an unrivaled surge against its peers this year will be undermined in 2019 on increasing concerns about slowing U.S. economic growth. A Reuters poll of foreign exchange strategists showed while the greenback is set to set an all-time uh, record for 2018 with gains against major currencies after a dismal performance in 2017, the dollar has been under pressure. Since Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said last week, U.S. interest rates were nearing neutral levels. 
Spook the markets. Spook the markets. Then then the yield curtain inverted, spooked the markets, and then Trump closed the banks and closed closed the markets. He needed time. It's an observance of, you know, someone passed, you know, the ex president passed. I understand that. That was what was said. But they closed he closed the markets after the market drops like eight hundred points. This is this is a trend. And the latest word is poor more than poll and the latest Reuters poll of more than sixty currency analysts taken November twenty eighth through December fifth. The dollar was forecast to be weaker against major currencies in a year, leaving the euro at one dollar twenty cents, up over six percent from around a dollar thirteen. Mm. Reuters dollar's unrivaled surge this year will reverse in 2019. Reuters again tariff effects broaden across U.S. Tariff-driven pricing increases have spread more broadly through the U.S. economy, though on balance inflation has risen at a modest pace in most parts of the country. The Federal Reserve said on Wednesday in the latest report on the economy. U.S. Central Bank's Bayes Book report. A snapshot of the economy gleaned from discussions with business contacts in the Fed's 12 districts in the week through November 26th also said that the economy appeared to be growing modestly to moderately, while a, range, while a wide range of businesses cited concerns about the effects of the trade war between the United States and China. Firms continue to hire and reported bumping up benefits and pay to prepare for increasingly scarce labor pool. Labor markets tightened across a broad range of industries and wage growth tended to the higher side of the modest and moderate pace. In the Minneapolis Federal Reserve Bank's district, labor availability was widely seen as the biggest obstacle to short-term growth. The Fed is widely expected to raise rates in the December 18th, 19th policy meeting. At the same time, Fed General Powell signaled that three-year tightening cycle is drawing to a close. Um, I'm in right there. I got a couple more, and then we're out. Let's do this. All right. Next up, let's just get to this. Morgan Stanley predicts. This is on Bloomberg, Bloomberg Bloomberg.com. Morgan Stanley predicts Ford will cut 25,000 jobs in an overhaul. Ford Motor Company's $11 billion restructuring could cost 25,000 employees their jobs, exceeding the cutbacks General Motors Company announced last week, according to Morgan Stanley. Ford has yet to detail its job cuts, but Morgan Stanley analyst Adam Jonas predicts they could be larger than GMs in a note to investors. We estimate a large portion of Ford's restructuring actions will be focused on Ford Europe, a business we currently value at negative $7 billion. But we also expect a significant restructuring effort in North America, involving significant numbers of both salaried and hourly UAW and CAW workers. More than 70,000 salaried employees have been told they face unspecified job losses by the middle of next year as the automaker works through an organizational redesign aimed at creating a white-collar workforce designed for speed, according to Karen Hampton who is the company's spokeswoman. These actions will come largely outside of North America. Sure, all of this work is ongoing, and the publishing job reduction figure at this point would be pure speculation. Ford is also cutting shifts 
at two U.S. factories in spring and transferring workers to plants, building big SUVs and transmissions for pickups in moves that the automaker said will not result in job reductions. I don't know. You believe that? I don't know if I believe that. We believe existential business model risk will be prioritized over near-term profits and cash return. Yeah, all right. We still do not believe investor expectations have fully considered the near-term earnings risk. Uh, yeah, let's do this. Stocks battered Reuters. Reuters.com. Stocks battered by Wall Street fears of U.S. slowdown. So we're just going back. Global stocks fell, plagued by flattening euro curve as part of concerns about an economic slowdown in the United States and weakening expectations of a lasting U.S.-China trade truce while the dollar steadied. That's on Reuters. You can check it out. Pretty much the same, more of the same. What else is interesting? This is interesting. This is on bbcnews.com. This is Deutsche Bank headquarters was raided over money laundering. You hear that? Deutsche Bank. This is a big bank. This is like an international bank. The headquarters was raided over money laundering. Frankfurt headquarters in Deutsche Bank have been raided by prosecutors in a money laundering investigation. Germany's public prosecutor alleged that two staff members have helped clients launder money from criminal activity. Police cars were seen outside the tower block that housed the headquarters of Germany's biggest bank. Five other Deutsche offices in the city were searched in an operation involving about 170 police and officials. Prosecutors are looking into whether Deutsche Bank staff helped clients set up offshore accounts to transfer money from criminal activities. The investigation, which began in August, focuses on activities between 2013 and the start of 2018. In 2016 alone, more than 900 customers were served by Deutsche Bank subsidiary registered in the Bridges Burgess Island Islands, generating a volume of 311 million euro. The prosecutors alleged the investigation was sparked by revelations in the 2016 Panama Papers. An enormous amount of information leaked by the Panamanian law firm called Mossack Fonseca. Other banks have been fined as a result of the information containing the papers. Deutsche Bank shares fell 3% after the news of the raid. The bank confirmed that police had raided several locations in Germany and that it was cooperating fully with the probe. Um, y'all understand it. It's like it's going down, right? Y'all understand that? It's going down all over the world. And it's going down in many different ways. Here's another way. Reuters, White House seeks to end subsidies for electric cars and renewables. White House Economic Advisor Larry Kudlow said the Trump administration wants to end subsidies for electric cars and other items, including renewable energy sources. Asked about plans for General Motors Company, announced U.S. plant closing and layoffs last week, Kudlow pointed to the 2500 to 7500 tax credit for consumers who buy electric plug-in vehicles, including those made by GM under federal law. As a matter of our policy, we want to end all of those subsidies. And by the way, other subsidies that, are, that were imposed during the Obama administration, we are ending. It's for renewables and so forth. As about the timeline, he said it's just all going to end in the near future. I don't know whether it will be 2020 or 2021. They're in subsidies. There's trade wars going on. 
They're not helping people buy these certain things. They this this stuff is going down. And while it's going down, here's a little funny thing. No, let me go with this first. Reuters. Waymo unveils a self-driving taxi service in Arizona for paying customers. Huh. Alphabet's Google. Waymo launched a significant development in its closely, I'm sorry, in its costly decade-long quest for autonomous transportation, self-driving taxis that actually generate fares. With little fanfare, the company has begun charging passengers to use its driverless vehicles in a roughly 100-mile zone in four Phoenix suburbs, Chandler, Tempe, Mesa, and Gilbert. This is where it's been testing the technology since 2016. Producing revenue is a strategic milestone, putting Waymo ahead of U.S. US rivals, primarily General Motors companies, cruise automation, and Uber technology, which have yet to launch their own paid self-driving services. All are racing to win customers and recoup billions spent developing the technology. Use Waymo's service, dubbed Waymo One, Riders must download an app and provide a credit card. Similar to ride-sharing service Uber and Lyft, a human driver will be behind the wheel, but only to intervene in case of emergency. Getting people used to this stuff. And taking jobs that are avail- normally would be available to those that would want to do that away. All right, and this, this one I'm going to do, I'm going to do this last. I thought this was funny. This was hilarious to me. This is on um, CBS Philly, Philadelphia, CBSlocal.com. Payless opens a fake luxury store, sells customers $20 shoes for $600 in a, an experiment. <laughs> Payless's recent marketing campaign tricked fashion influencers into paying significantly more for a pair of affordable shoes. The retailer created a new store called Paletti as an experiment to see just how much fashion-forward people would pay to have high-end shoes. Influencers, you know, those like social media, try to get you to you know, buy this, buy that. Professionals that inspire consumers to make purchases based on their expertise were invited to attend the grand opening of Kalesi, a new high-end designer. Those that attended the exclusive party paid between $200-$600 for pay-less shoes that typically run no more than $40. Payless, as Pelesi, sold $3,000 worth of shoes in hours within the opening. Uh, one influencer saying, I would pay $400 or $500. People would be like, where did you get those? Other influencers remarked on the look of the shoes, the quality of the material, and were overall impressed by the Payless shoes. This count shoe company wanted to push the social experiment genre to new extremes by simultaneously using it to make a cultural statement. Their goal was to remind customers that the retailer is a place to shop for affordable fashion that also looks great. Got people paying $500 for $40 shoes, man. That just goes to show this consumer-based society is, it's been out of hand. It's, it's, it's been out of hand. That's it for current events, man. I appreciate y'all sticking with me. That was a lot. I know it was a lot, but there's a lot going on right now. And we need to pay attention. And we need to be in, in, in a position that provides protection. Honestly. I mean, this, that's what else? What else? What else is the point? 
foundation, family trust. Why should I set up a family trust? Why should you set up a family trust? I think it's important. Um, if most of us, you know, most of the audience, y'all know it's important. Like, we always have new people coming into the information. We always have new people checking out the foundation. We always have new people, you know, coming to high frequency. So, you know, it's important to, you know, not only upgrade the information, but, you know, at the same time, every once in a while, do a little review. And not to say this is a review, but we just, we're just going to talk. I mean, you know, we're just going to talk. We're going to talk about, you know, why, why? We're just talking about family trust, you know? Now, first and foremost, I'm not a lawyer or an attorney, and I can't give legal advice. I don't give legal advice. I just, I just run my mouth. On my experiences, on what I've done, what I've been able to demonstrate, and what I know. Just sharing information. So with that being said, why, why, why should you set up a trust for your family? Um, a, let's just say that this type of entity is the entity for creating wealth. Now, when we're talking about wealth, we're talking about multi-generations. That's why when you talk about wealth in the United States, you're usually talking about a last name. You're usually talking about a last name like Rockefeller, a last name like Buffett. A last name like Gates. A last name like DuPont. A last name like Zuckerberg. These last names represent wealth. And a lot of times, and unless you're dealing with Zuckerberg and, you know, uh, Gates, because they, they, the majority of that wealth was made in their lifetime. But please believe that that wealth will perpetuate through generations. Please believe. Walmart, the Waltons, when you're talking about wealth, you're talking about, you're usually talking about a last name. More often than not, you're talking about wealth, a last name. When you're talking about true wealth, when you're talking about that fake Hollywood keeping up with the Jones wealth, you're usually talking about first names. When you're talking about stars, most stars, they go by one name or the first name. But that's just one generation. What about the next generation? Lots of a family trust. You want to put yourself in the correct tax position first and foremost. You want to put your family in the correct tax position. And that is private. You want to set up a family trust to legally reduce and in a lot of cases avoid any tax on the entity of trust as a complete and separate entity in and of itself. You want to make sure it's the correct trust, though, for your family trust. We, you want to stay away from what are known as statutory trusts. Now, let's be specific. There's only there's over 80 different types of trusts. 80. Seriously. And if anybody tells you, you know, I'm familiar with all the trusts, I know all the trusts, they're lying to you. Don't, don't believe them. Hang up. Run away. Um, uh, walk backwards slowly. Don't turn your back on them because they're crazy. Anybody that I know, you know, uh, all the, you know, I'm familiar, and you know, yeah, yeah, all there's 80 of them. Yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. You want to make sure it's the correct type of contract, the correct, correct type of trust, rather. 
So if you want to stay away from these statutory trusts, these, these trusts that own or owe their existence to legislation. This is very important. This is very important. Now, it's not the end-all, be-all, but, you know, structurally, it's very important. Integrity of your family trust depends on this. If you stay away from statutory law, statutory law, statutory trusts, uh, living trusts, people are very common with living trusts. These are trusts that are set up under statutory law. The courts have ruled that entities created under the jurisdiction of statutes or regulations, such as corporations, associations, and statutory trusts, do not have common law rights. I mean, that, that's, that's big. So there's no rights under the common law, that jurisdiction. So the only rights that they can avail themselves, these statutory creatures, are the rights due to, you know, uh, created or statutory entities, those that are legislated, privileged. Statutory Law entities are creatures of the state and owe their existence and charter power to the state. A state chartered or sanctioned entity can make no contracts not authorized by its charter license. A, a, a statutory trust, a living trust, can't even make contracts that are not authorized by the state. The statutory Chartered entities are presumed to have been created for the benefit of the public, not the private enterprise. That's significant. That, that, that is very significant. That is actually a Supreme Court case. That is Hale versus Hinkle, which is a huge case. H-A-L-E versus H-E-N-K-L-E. 201 U.S. 43 at 74. You don't see it in Pinkerton versus Verberg and State X Real City Services Gas versus Public Service Commission. Statutory chartered entities are presumed to have been created for the benefit of the public, not for the private. So what is the individual? You file an individual tax tax return. The individual is represented by the birth certificate. The birth certificate is a state created document, title, whatever you want to call it, I don't care, doesn't matter. Is that private? Is that set up for the benefit of your private or the public? I'm going to say that the debtor is set up for the benefit of the public. LLCs are set up for the benefit of the public. Statutory trusts, inter vivos trusts, living trusts, revocable trusts, these are set up for the benefit of the public. It says it right here in the Supreme Court. Supreme Court, stare decisis. Hale versus Hinkle. It is presumed that statutory chartered entities have been created for the benefit of the public, not for private enterprises. See, most people, most people feel or even act like you must ask for permission from the state, from the county, from the city, from the IRS, from attorneys or accountants, doctors, religious leaders, so on and so forth. Gonna ask these public acting officers or individuals 
what to do with your private personal affairs. Think about that. I'm an attorney. You walk into an attorney's office, they're a lawyer, they give you their card. They have a state bar card. Their first duty is to the public and to the state. And where the duty, where the, um, what is it? First duty to the public and to the state, where, which issued this bar card. And where um, there is a conflict between the uh, state's rights and the client's rights. The attorney is going to favor with the state. They're not going to tell you. They're not going to say, hey, man, this is a conflict, and I'm choosing to go with the state. They're just going to charge you $3,500 to write up your living trust or whatever, invoke state jurisdiction in it, and then send you on your merry way. What is, this, what is a living trust? I'm not saying that they're worthless. I'm not. They don't protect from creditors and litigators and lawsuits and stuff. They don't. They protect from probate. So if you die, you know, the, 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 the property passes on, so there's no probate taxes. But, I mean, other than that, it's, it's not a wealth protection entity. It's not a wealth protecting vehicle. Most people aren't going to know. You're not going to know. You set up a trust, you're not going to know until it's too late. You can, you can operate a trust for five to seven years. Nine years, 10 years, 12 years until there's an audit or some sort of action. And then you'll find out if there's an issue. Then you'll find out that your intervivos revocable, com, uh, uh, simple grantor trust is not what you thought it was. But then, you know, it's too late. We don't have time. We don't have time. Barely the same amount of time. It corrects the tax position, set up a family trust. It corrects the tax position for the property that's held in that trust. So, you know, if, if you as, as an individual have to file bankruptcy or you get a tax lien or something like that, judgment from the IRS or the state taxing authorities or something, anything that's in that trust is protected. That's going to pass down or be administered by the successor trustees. The family is the successor trustees. Your children, your nephews, your nieces, whoever. They take over the trust. You know, upon your demise or if anything happens to you. It protects the wealth. It protects it from taxation. It gives you control. You're still the trustee. You still control it. You don't lose control. I'm the trustee of the trust. They treat you like you own it. Why? Because you're authorized to administer the trust properly. They know, you know, people in the public, they understand. They treat you like you own it. Sometimes you get more protection. Because they see that trust on there, and they trust, they know that this isn't a game, and they got to handle this accordingly. And it gives you flexibility. You know, trust can own property, open bank accounts, title vehicles, get insurance, own vehicles, you can own gold, silver, shares, and corporations. There's flexibility with this entity. And the proper administration, that's, you know, that's what you're going to learn in trustee training. And that's, that's why we offer trustee training here at the foundation. Admin at welcometothefoundation.com if you're interested. Keyband insurance, and this is a jewel. I want to give you all a jewel. And I'm going to, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to slow down. And I'll go over this precisely. And specifically, key man insurance. Key man insurance. 
is insurance that, let's just keep it simple. I'm going to keep it private. Is insurance, a life insurance policy that is placed on the trustee by the family trust, where the family trust is the owner of the policy and is also the beneficiary of the policy. Therefore, the trust is responsible to pay the policy premiums because the bill for the premiums come in the name of the owner. The insured on the policy is the trustee. Why is this an allowable expense? How do we do this? Because as a trustee, you are key to the administration and success of the trust. If anything were to happen to you, it would be irrevocably detrimental to the trust. So if anything were to happen to you, the life insurance policy is dispersed to the beneficiary, which is the family trust. The successor trustees and remaining trustees can use that cash that it received to go out and contract another competent trust administrator. This happens all the time in the public. Corporations always, always, always put life insurance on their high-value employees. Some of you listening might even have to um, fill out an authorization for a life insurance policy um, in your you know, corporate papers when you got hired and didn't really think too much of it. Maybe, maybe told your spouse or significant other, hey, when I got hired, they, they gave me a life insurance policy. How much was it? It looked like it was half a million dollars. And then something happened to you. And your, your, your spouse or significant other attempts to call and collect on that life insurance policy from the corporation. Oh, no, we're sorry to inform you that you are not the beneficiary of this policy. What do you mean? It was my husband. He told me that he had life insurance. But his job had it. Well, yeah, he was insured. But the beneficiary of that policy wasn't you. Who's the beneficiary? I'm not supposed to tell you, but you seem really upset. So I'm going to go against my job and my uh, employee handbook manual, and I'm going to tell you that the beneficiary was actually the company. I'm so sorry for your loss. Is there anything else I can do for you today? Corporations do it all the time. They do it every single day. They've been doing it for years, years. They've been doing it for years. We just don't understand it. We don't understand the implications. So why would I get a life insurance policy on myself? Why, why would I get a family trust? And one of the first things I do is get key man life insurance on myself. I'm glad you asked that question. A, there's a death benefit. I can tell you this. Everyone listening to this, everyone who can hear the vibration of my voice, you will die. I guarantee you. One day, you will no longer be intaking and expelling air from your solar plex. You will no longer have life in your vessel. It is, one, it is the guaranteed summary to every one of us walking this earth. These 
there has been life insurance policies for over 200 years, which means these people, these companies will sign a contract, and as long as the premiums are paid, when you die, they will write a check for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. And more than likely, that's gonna, they're going to ask for a wire transfer. They're going to ask for the bank information of the beneficiary, which is the trust, and they're going to tra- they're going to wire transfer hundreds of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, all because the premiums were paid because it was a, a contractual expense to the family trust. That's number one. No matter what, when you pass, hundreds of thousands, just just hands down, hundreds of thousands of dollars are going to be funded into your family trust. Now, I know a lot of people are being like, yo, directly that doesn't affect me. I'm I'm not going to spend that money. I'm going to be dead. So how does that benefit me? Well, A, you're selfish. You should be ashamed of yourself. But B, I got something for you. In these types of policies, as long as they're structured properly, trustees, you know, in in the training are, are... highly informed, and it has to be a specific policy. You can't just run out and get any type of policy and then, you know, no. It's not that easy. you got to come from an informed family, or you got to find someone who learned from someone that came from an informed family. This is all private. It's not governed by legislation. It's not governed by statutory law. So it's a specific type of Life insurance policy. These policies have a cash value. So there's a certain, you know, every time that a premium is paid, there is a proportionate amount that is available to be borrowed back out of the policy. Basically, what they do is they take the life insurance contract, put it up for collateral, and they give you a certain amount of cash value. Usually, it's around 75 to 80% of the premiums. So if you put $2,000 in, going to be by, you know, at most it would be $800, $1,800. These, these amounts are available usually if you get the right product after 30 days of paying the premium. So if you have a $10,000 life policy, life insurance policy, and what I mean by that is if the premiums that are required to be paid by this policy equal $10,000 a year, just paying that policy with your family trust, you're accumulating cash value in the policy that can be borrowed against. Now, do you, do you pay the loan back? I don't know. If, you, if the loan isn't paid back, the outstanding amount of the loan is simply deducted from the disbursement upon the death of the trustee. So if you took out a loan, you know, you had $100,000 in cash value, and over the life of this you know, life insurance contract, you, you pulled out $80,000. And there's $20,000 left in cash value, but there was a, a payout of $380,000. Simply what they'll do is subtract $80,000 outstanding from the $380,000 and issue a check or transfer for the $300,000. It's just simply deducted. So do you, do you pay the loan back? I don't know. You know what I mean? Whatever. But you want to because the interest on the loan is captured within the policy. So what I'm saying is these policies generally compound at 4% interest per year. So when you put the premiums in, even if you pulled it out in the form of a loan, the initial premium is still compounding at 25, I'm at a, sorry, 
So if you contributed like $5,000, $10,000 over a year and you, you borrowed $7,000 now, it's still compounding at $10,000 per 4%. And then when you pull the loan out, there's a little interest on that loan. So you pay the loan back, the, the original pr- principal, which you borrowed against, is still compounding at 4%. And when you pay the loan back, you're getting the interest on that loan, which is going on to the compounding of the interest. And then you can start using the rule of 72. And this is where elite families and those in the know, those that come from informed families, make more money giving it away than they do keeping it or expensing it more specifically in this situation than keeping it. I know people, individuals, and I'm still transitioning to this point that, you know, all they do is live off of and run this cycle of finance through a life insurance policy through cash value. They build up the cash value to a certain amount. They budget their, their, their bills for a month. And when they get to the cash value in this policy to match their budget for a month or two months or maybe even three months, usually three months, They take the loan, pay all the bills, and then all the income goes back to paying back the loan. So not only are they paying themselves first, they're paying themselves back with interest, technically through this system. And this is just a family trust and one life insurance policy. Now you can get multiple policies on the trustee, of course, and you can put policies on the beneficiaries. And these are the cash values. This is what the elite use to make large purchases instead of going to banks or credit unions for financing. They just, they just pull the loan out of their life insurance policy, and they buy it straight outright. And they title the asset, real estate, property, vehicle, whatever, in the name of the trust outright. There's no um, loan on the property. There's no car payment. They're just paying the loan on the life insurance back. And if we don't pay the loan, we don't have to worry about someone coming and repossessing the vehicle, foreclosing on the property. This is, this is what informed families do. This is what you will put your family in the position to do. This is one of the main things, one of the main vehicles that the wealthy and elite use to perpetuate multi-generational wealth. Now, let's say maybe you're working a W-2. Maybe you're working a W-2. You can still gift up to, what is it, $15,000 to the trust, to the family trust, which means if you make, you know, you make $65,000 as an individual, you can gift up to $15,000. Now, you're still responsible for the tax as an individual. But up to $15,000, the trust doesn't have to pay taxes on the income. It's a gift. It's excluded. So it's not, you know, income tax by the individual, and then you give it to, you give it to the trust, and then the trust is taxed. It's like a double taxation. That, that doesn't happen. As a W-2. So, you know, you can figure it out, you know, figure out your budget, figure out how much you, you're able to give to the to the trust, Throughout the year, I mean, and you could do it in $100 checks every two weeks. And 
and you know establish a life insurance policy, title it in the name of the trust. Start gifting the money to the trust. The trust pays the premiums. Now, they, now that money's compounding at four percent interest. Now there's a death benefit. Now there's other um, health riders that are attached to these contracts, just in case you get disabled, just in case you get dementia, just in case you get Alzheimer's, just in case you get into a car accident. You can you can um, pull from the life insurance benefit early. Kind of puts in perspective long-term care. Like, what if you go paraplegic or something? You don't have to worry about, you know, Obamacare or the state. You can just pull it from your life insurance policy. This is what the rich and elite do. This is why you want to start a family trust. One of the main reasons why you want to start a family trust, a trust organization consisting of the U.S. constitutional right of contract, which cannot be abridged. The agreement, when executed, becomes a federal organization and not under the laws passed by any of the several legislators. This is Crocker versus McCloy. 649 USSUPP.39 at 270. Statutory law binds the procedural structure and creates entities that arise out of privileges derived only from the state. Federal, state, and local statutory regula- regulatory authority is created by a corporate United States or state constitutional mandate or charter of these municipalities to regulate the government and to create the guidelines for the government's limitations with regard to the protected civil rights of private citizens. Any assets you put in a trust, you got a, you got a property. Even if you're a W-2 employee, you execute a quick claim deed. Quick claim the property to the trust or your interest in the trust. The, the, the difference between what's owed on the property and what the property's worth. Put that in trust. That passes. That allows the property to pass without probate. If the... Um, more, if the mortgage is paid off, you simply use the disbursement from the life insurance policy to pay off the property. Now, I'm not leaving my children with um, any type of debts. I think it's our, our responsibility to make sure that we don't leave our children in any type of debt, that we leave an estate for our children and those that um, we want to pass our estate on. Not everyone's going to have children. Some people, don't, some people aren't even interested. Not everyone has the same call. When it comes to why you should set up a trust for your family, all all um, individuals who personally title property and then pass, whether they pass with a will or without a will, intestate or non-intestate, these estates and their property are subject to taxes 
capital gains tax, probate tax, estate tax, inheritance tax, gift tax, there's a death tax. When when a trustee passes, a trustee, a true trustee, executive private trustee, ha- owns no assets. Even the clothes on the back of the trustee are owned by the family trust. And through the contract indenture, which is private, the trustee has the beneficial use of such clothing with regards to the nature of the execution and administration of the trust indenture. When a trustee passes, the, the, all the assets are owned by the trust. So the trust never dies. So there's no probate tax. There's no estate tax. There's no inheritance tax. There's no generation skipping or gift tax. The successor trustees simply take over the administration of the trust. No title passes, no exchange, no sale, no nothing. No, we're not going to argue over who gets what. Oh, daddy said I can have this. Mommy said I can have that. There's no argument. Mommy didn't say you can have nothing. Mom put everything in the trust, man. So you're either going to sit down at this table and we're going to administer this trust or we're going to vote you out of trusteeship, give you a beneficiary certificate. You can go over there and sit down and wait for us to disperse something. Or you can actively manage in the administration of this estate that our parents set up for us. Ain't no take your little piece of run off. All this stuff is owned in the private estate that our parents or our father or our mother or uncle or whoever set up for us. And I don't want to hear this old so-and-so said I have this. They ain't here to, to verify what you're saying, number one. And number two, it didn't happen. It's all in trust. It's way, way easier of a transition. Way easier. There's no, there's no exchange of property. There's nothing changed hands. Nothing changing hands. Nothing at all. Family members are the trustees. It reunifies the family unit. It brings all of the members to a point of involvement with the family administration, with what's going on in the family financially, as well as, you know, emotions are going to come out too. It creates and fosters opening and the open lines and channels of communication between the family members. You got to have a meeting of the board of trustees usually at least every 30 days, whether it's over the phone, on Skype, in person, or whatever. It reunifies the family unit. We're avoiding wealth eroding factors. That's why one of the reasons another reason why we should set up a family trust. These wealthy eroding factors obviously include taxes, education, government, inflation, lawsuits, actions, divorce, creditors, litigation. If you if I don't own anything, we get married and you want a divorce, I mean, how can you take anything from me if I don't got nothing? If your son or daughter gets married and you just know that this person they marrying is a gold digger, have no fear. Why? Because you have the knowledge. Fear immobilizes. Knowledge empowers. You have the knowledge that even if it doesn't work out and they have children, whatever, there's nothing that this person can, can gain financially or monetarily or anything like that, property-wise, nothing. 
by having this so-called union with my child. They're not going to be able to take any of their money because they don't own any money. Actually, operating through trust. They have their own trust that they've been operating through, which is a beneficiary of my business trust, and I put money in there wherever they want. It's going to be a very simple divorce, and that person, whoever, they're not going to be happy if it was a gold digging situation. We don't have to worry about that. Creditors. I'll die. Let me say, I'm going to die. In debt, I'm trying to have a debtor on all types of debt pain. Unless, you know, I finally figured out this discharge stuff. I've been working on that for years, but if not, I'm gonna die in debt. The debtor gonna be all in debt. Figure it out. Let the state probate it. Y'all figure it out. Let the state figure it out. Why? Because I ain't got nothing. There's no prof. There's no um, property. The individual is not gonna have title to any property, homes, vehicles, bank accounts. Um. Corporate shares, anything. It's all going to be in trust. And believe me, the state or the federal government is not going to be able to come over and say, hey, this was the trustee of this trust. And when that person died, they owed us $300,000. So you have to give us that money out of the trust. Uh, nah. No, you're, you're, out of, you're out of order. And we simply substantiate the documents that show that Trustee served with no bond in fiduciary capacity. So the trust own the trustee owned none of these assets, so therefore um, you can't take any of these assets claiming ownership of by the trustee. See, just because you don't know that something exists doesn't mean that you are correct. And just because the professionals you work with don't know something is this doesn't mean that they are correct. And just because you can't go into the public and talk to a lawyer, talk to your friend at work on break about trust and they validate what you're saying and tell you you're so smart and, and, and give you that, you know, satisfaction to reinforce your ego that you're on the right track and you're doing the right thing and we all agree with you and we all are, man, it's so what? That's the first name. We're talking about the last name. That's the only thing that's important is the last name. And that's why we set up a family trust. That's the final reason I'm going to say in this episode that we set up a family trust because it's not about your first name. It's about your last name. Family trust is just that, the family name. Family name trust. Connors family trust. Williams family trust. Jones L family trust. Because it's for the family. Because it's for a greater cause than you. Because it's going to benefit more than just you. Because there's going to be assets, titles, and bank accounts owned and property titled in this name 
for multiple generations because that's the last thing. Now, I know, you know, some people marry out and they pick up the names and stuff. It don't matter what your name is, you're still a colony. They're a part of this trust. It was more sense of the family. I got a I got a friend of mine, man. He showed me on Google Maps that his family got streets named after their last name. I seen a client, same thing. She came in trustee training. I had to send her uh, send her the trust manual, and I was like, "What's the street address?" She gave me the street address. It was the same street as her last name, man. It's just nonchalant. Oh, yeah, that's just how you know, my family is. You know, we own a lot of property down here. I guess it's every day because she grew up. That's how she grew up. Like every day. They got, man, you walking on the street, and the street is your last name. My guy was showing me Google Maps. They had his, his last name, his family's last name on the streets and on the properties, was labeled with his last name, his family's last name. That's why. I'm not trying to have pride. It's pr- pride. Pride. Pride in whatever your sexual orientation is. Pride in whatever your so-called color is. Pride in your country. Pride in your job. Pride in your work. What about pride in your last name? Pride in your family. If you ask me, that's what's missing. Set up a family trust because you don't have one Because you didn't grow up with one So why do that to your heirs So why do that to the ones coming after you That's about it We got about five minutes left in the broadcast um, I haven't been really making this announcement You're going to want to call in if you're listening On the internet the call-in number is 424-222-5250. I will stream for a little bit. I do want to wrap this up because this is, in my opinion, this is the most important trust of all. People talk about, oh, my 9 I got my 9 trust. I got my business trust. I got my express trust under the common law. I got my peer trust. I got my Massachusetts trust. The most important trust of them all is the family trust. That's what the business trust funds. That's what the LLC is. That's what it's for. The elite in this country know that. Those that come from important families know that. We just don't know that. That's the most important trust. The Asset Protection Trust. What is it? Collins Family Asset Protection Trust. That's where all the cars are, the vehicles are. And if you're smart, you have enough. You have Collins Family Asset Protection Trust. One. Collins Family Asset Protection Trust 2 Or you can even use the addresses Collins Family 2928 Jersey Avenue Trust Or 2928 Jersey Avenue Asset Protection Trust Collins Family 2928 Asset Protection Trust Now the successors know 2928 Oh, oh, oh that's that property um, that grandpa, I mean, that uh, Uncle uh, Uncle John used to live in, 29. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's over there on, uh, on Jersey Avenue.
it don't matter. It don't matter what you name it. But more than likely, it's going to have the name of the last, uh, your last name, the name of the family on it. And that stuff is just beautiful. I mean, what else is there? It's, it's, it's one thing to, to live for self. It's divine to live for others. If you don't live for, you know, I mean, most of us give eight hours of, of our day, five days a week, 12 months a year, on average, to corporations, to someone else's dreams, to someone else's company, to push their agenda, whether it be economic or whatever. You spent all that time for someone else's company, someone else's dream, someone else's structure. The least you can do is spend less than a third of that time setting up your family estate, setting up your family trust. If you don't do just, you don't do anything except the family trust. A trust is a distinct and separate entity from the grantor, as long as it's irrevocable. And that's important, and that's what matters. I feel like there was something else I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. Um, between now and the end of the year, December, th- December 31st, for those of y'all who, you know, stay to the end, two minutes left, 424 5250 between now until December 31st, so we're talking about three weeks tops. Um, anyone who joins Trusty Training, I'm going to send you five ounces of silver because we need to get our weight up. We need to start um, saving in real money. And that can be, you, you are to make that a part of your trust corpus or your trust body or your trust assets. Five ounces of silver. Every trustee that signs up for trustee training between now and December 31st, I will send you five ounces of pure silver to start off your private holdings. Um, Those of you who know me know I don't play. I don't say anything unless I mean it. And I think that's a great incentive to, you know, get people to set up their family estate, their family trust. I know know a lot of people like to set up. So I, don't, I don't have no problem giving it to Once again, anyone between now and December 31st who sets up their, you know what? Let's do January, then January 31st. But we're going to do over two months or about two months. Between now and January 31st, let me write that down because I'll forget that. January N-R-Y 31st. 5-O-Z. I will send you five ounces of silver. I'm going to send you five ounces of silver. That'll be a part of your trust corpus. Other than that, you know, I, I think I'm going to go to the phone lines. Give me a couple of, man, look, before I say that, let me check and make sure this thing is still working. About this time, Blog Talk likes to mess the switchboard up. Tear it up. Tear it up, tear it up. It's cool. 
All right, okay, this looks cool. All right, I'm going to go to the phone lines. First caller is going to be 678 area code. Area code 678, excuse me, 9565. 678-9565. Peace. What's your name? Where are you calling from? 678. Nine five six five. You in the laundry room? Sounds like you in the laundry room. Maybe I'll come back to you. Next caller, nine two nine four zero five six. Area code nine two nine last four four zero five six. Peace. Which name are you calling from? Peace, my brother Sawd Al. Peace, kings and queens. Peace, community. My brother Sawd Al. I pray all is well with you and the fam. Kings and queens. I listened to the program tonight, and I need to encourage you all so much to join trustee training. The time is definitely getting short, and it's getting critical out here. And I just need to do one correction, my brother. The average working brother and sister right now, if they have a full-time job, they're working seven days a week. Any place from 12 to 14 hours right now for somebody else's wealth. Those who might get a part-time job, they're barely clocking four to six hours a day, maybe three days, four max. Kings and queens. Now, you heard the program. Let me tell you something. I discussed that with one of my colleagues today. Our people have nothing to leave for our children. We leave them in a ton of debt. We leave them with the funeral costs, all the unpaid credit cards, the states that the state sees from us. Because anytime you die, the state step in, that becomes their estate until you settle the debt for the dead. So that means if you're on PA, Social Security, whatever. If you had anything in the bank account for your parents, whatever, it goes to the state first. You get the crumbs after. My people, I cannot stress enough to get trustee training. Yes, is it going to be a sacrifice? Very much so. I was on my grind. My brother, it is definitely my passion more than anything. I got sick. It threw me for a loop. I started back last week. I am on my grind. I told people there's no hanging out. We're not doing the movies. We're not partying. We're not going out to dinner. We're doing nothing. I am on my grind. If I close my eyes anytime soon, my name has to have something for my kids. And another thing, kings and queens, if you think we're playing, if you think this is not serious, Go and check the prices of probate lawyers before they even take your case to try to settle what you might not even have. Invest in your future. Five, six, seven thousand dollars, that's nothing. Some of you spend that pairs of pants. You spend that for some Jordans. You spend that for your nails. You spend that for your hair. Invest in your future. Trust and believe that will be the best investment you ever had. 
my brother, watch your health, watch your colleagues, watch your associations. Because unfortunately, everybody that's patting you on the back might not have a good hand to pat you with. They might have knives and daggers. Be careful, my brother. Watch your health. I sent you a text two weeks ago. Be mindful of your health. Peace, kings and queens. Invest in your futures. Peace. Peace, sister. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Always important to hear, you know, from from the mothers and, you know, from the daughters. You know, true image. You know, it's, it's real. It's real. I, you know, and I, I pay attention to my health. I'm actually, you know, looking at my nails and thinking I need to get some iron, some more iron in my in my diet. But uh, I appreciate that. You know, I definitely appreciate that. I got that text in. Yeah, it's on my mind. So thank you very much. I'm gonna move to the next caller. Uh, it's a bunch of ones. So this must be a Skype caller or something. So uh, peace. What's the name? Where you calling from? Reporting live and direct from Birmingham, Alabama, down south. You brought a Cobbleton base. What it is, brother? Oh, what's going on, fam? How you doing? Ah, uh, yeah, my bad, man. I had to move a little, a little, uh, you know, what I mean, incognito on the, on the dip. This all gravy, but this is my backup. You going private? You, you going private? I recognize. Yep, you going yeah, private? Yeah, you know, you know, you know, I I gotta start managing my affairs out here too. I need to route to you too, so man, because I got I got like a little. Probably a little, little legal, legal technical uh, incident popping out, so I may need uh, a little bit of, you know what I'm saying, guidance up on that. So, you know, that's what it is. So I've been out here in the field, though, just been grinding, man. I got some things I need to take care of, man, you know, the, on the automobile, so I had to maneuver a little differently. And uh, I'm recognizing now that the more you out here on the field, on the playing board, you really get a hands-on, true experience on how you should be conducting your affairs out here. You really do define public and private when you're maneuvering out here. So, you know, uh, so it, it is what it is. I, I missed, well, I ain't going to say I missed, you know, I was behind on whatever the topic was for tonight. And also uh, my phone, too, man, on the communication. So I got to work something out on that and get some things re- reestablished and restored. So it's what that is. But I'm going to go back in the archives and uh, go in depth and check it back out and uh, get my notepads out, so. It is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Good to hear from you, you know what I'm saying? Definitely the sisters and the brothers and definitely man. Uh, yeah, trying to get on get on in, man, and roll. You know what I'm saying? It's not never like, you know, I, I know the importance of this thing. So if certain ones don't, don't know the urgency, uh, what it needs to actually start securing what you're working so hard for, what you've been working hard for, and uh, start to protect it, get to preserve it and pass it on with no issues, taxes, void, and things, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and with no encumbrances, you know what I'm saying, against you, and the family name is standing up right in the position of where it could be carried on throughout and, and developed into a legacy, you know what I'm saying, and not just another Smith, Jenkins, and Jones, you know what I'm saying, and all of that, you know what I'm saying. Then we recognize on a national level, like even if you, you know, even if you don't get that far, let the family name be recognized for something, you know what I'm saying. So um, that's truly what it is. So you know, it, that's truly what it is, man. It's truly beautiful because all the, you you contribute to a lot, bro. You you true you're a true nation builder. I salute and give thanks to the forefathers for you for your energy, man. And then just as you know, 
by your vessel being able to, you know what I'm saying, soak up and absorb what you did and what you put out, then come back and, and drop those jewels to us, the ones who truly know the value, you know what I'm saying, of, of these true divine treasures that's being bestowed upon us. You know what I'm saying? We give thanks, though, bro. I mean, honestly, from the gutter back to the block, you know what I'm saying, back to back to cross state, you know what I'm saying, nationwide, really, it is what it is, you know what I'm saying, and definitely looking forward to sitting down, you know what I'm saying, at, at, at some point, breaking bread, you know what I'm saying, so that's definitely what it is, because you done broke so much with the information and the knowledge, bro, it's just, it's silly, it's just, it's mad, it's ridiculous, it's dumb, in a sense, you know what I'm saying, it's an intelligent, high, superior dumb, though, it's like, it's like real, you know what I'm saying, it's past that, so, you know, it is what it is, bro. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And uh, true manifestation, man, nation building. It's what it is. So give thanks once again. And, you know, don't want to be too long when it's not. I'm out here on, I'm on transit and catch the last thing smoking. Head back to the other side of town, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, it's like 30 degrees. I like, it's like close to 30, man. It feels like 30. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a little bit above 30, but it's cool. Close to 40, but uh, yeah, it's cool though. It's cool though. We out here, survival of the city. You know what I'm saying? Once again, so, you know, I'm gonna get with you definitely as well. I'm definitely get with you, family. So, you know, everything been all right on your ass, on your will, on your end, I trust. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No complaints. Never. Ever. Right. Right. Ever. Right. Yeah, man. Keep, keep, yeah. keep, keep moving it. Keep doing your dance, man. You know, I know it's, it's, it should, you know, all be starting to come together. You know, I can kind right. of, I can hear it in your voice, but uh, you know, no, no um, you know it's not me, man. You know me. I'm just a vessel, man. Yeah. I'm, it's the creators, <laughs> the ancestors. You know, it's, it's the, working through the cunt, the cunt, the, the uh, you, you are that, you that conduit, that cunt, that conduit, uh, um, you know what I'm saying, particle that is just, you know what I mean, is can, you know what I mean, actually embodying all this energy. You see what I'm saying? You the superconductor, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you the superconductor. So, you know what I'm saying? That's just really what it is, bro. And give thanks. So, take care of yourself, too, man. Definitely take care of yourself, G. You know what I'm saying? All of what you do. When you feel like you need a break, fall back. Fall back. You know what I'm saying? Roll your sleeves up when it's time to do universe work. You know what time it is. But just fall back. Bounce that thing out. You know, not telling you nothing you don't already know, but... Just a reminder, though, bro. I just came from out, out. I just came from out the ether like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, so yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. So, you know. Appreciate you calling in, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Indeed. Definitely, man. I'll talk to you soon and uh, be safe out there, man. Love you, man. And uh, peace to the gods. Indeed. Peace to the gods. Always a pleasure. That's my man, Melo. Got a little bad copper tone. Gonna be a regular man. I love for that brother. 804 804 
I wanted to cover two things. One is uh, was a question slash statement, and then the other one is a question. But um, I I was uh, going through the uh, auto parts store earlier this week, and uh, the guy that was the manager in there, he was fussing at the guys behind the counter because he saw a couple of a uh, couple of soda cans, aluminum soda cans in the trash can. Uh-huh. He was going around fussing with them. <laughs> He said because uh, the price of aluminum about to shoot up, and he said he didn't told everybody to give him the uh, give him the aluminum, and so he called himself collecting the aluminum now before the price go up, and so he's stockpiling this aluminum. So I didn't know if uh, that was something you had already reported or heard about. Yeah, aluminum, steel, um, a lot of these, you know, uh, different. Uh, metals, commodity metals, are definitely going up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I'll tell y'all. I'll tell you one thing. I do um, pennies before 1983, I think, and uh, most nickels before last year or this year. I keep all those because you know there's copper in there and there's there's nickel. Um, there's more nickel. The nickel in the nickels is worth more than five cents. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of these, um, you know, what they call base metals, as well as precious metals and commodities themselves, uh, yeah, they're about to go up. They're about to shoot. Definitely about to shoot. Yeah. Uh, I would, yeah, I he would was, say, yeah. Yeah, he was almost panicking about that thing. So, uh, I hadn't really heard that yet, but. I mean, um, but that's fear, though. You know, fear immobilizes. Fear gets you tripped out. I don't deal with fear. I deal with knowledge. So, it's like, you know, if it was me, I'd have saw him in the, in the trash and grabbed it, and <laughs> not yeah. think too much about it. You know, I just pulled him out. Hey, all right, hey, well, money. <laughs> you know, and been like, hey, right. man, you know, this, you know, this is money, right? Just recycle these or just give them to me. I ain't, I ain't gonna get mad about it. So that that just uh, leads me to believe that you know that that's a, a fear-driven activity, and I don't too much, right. I don't too much do money decisions based off fear. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, uh, and, and then the other point I, uh, you you all you reminded me of is, um, you know, making sure that uh, all the assets get added to the trust, and you know, um, get overwhelmed sometimes and forget those bits and pieces. Like uh, when you were saying the clothing and all of that, of the trustee remains part of the trust, and uh, you know sometimes. I kind of forget about those, uh, you know, so-called small things. But um, that that was a, a very relevant point. I kind of never thought about it to that detail. So I appreciate you putting that out there again. Oh, my pleasure. I mean, um, most people, you know, you know, most people are like looking to transition. Like most people are going private or want to go private. So they're thinking about, you know, okay, so I own this. I quote, I, I own this. How I get this in the trust? So most people are thinking about exchanging assets or gifts or, you know, how do I get this into the trust without paying taxes on this or, you know, whatever. That's the main thing people, in my opinion, are looking at. But ultimately, in the simplest form, after that'll be done. There's, there's going to become a day where there's nothing else that you quote own that you need to put in the trust. And that's what most people realize that, man, I bought all this stuff with the trust account. And even though I'm wearing it and I may be driving it, all of this stuff is actually owned by the trust. 
And I've, I've, I've seen that most people who are like going into this transition don't realize that until, you know, they start getting to the point where they're kind of on the back end of that going private transition. But yeah, absolutely. If the family trust is responsible for food, clothing, shelter, education, health care, retirement services, and you're buying clothes for your daughters, your sons, uh, your wife, your husband, uh, yourself with the family trust, debit card or checking account or whatever, um, all of that, all those articles belong to the trust. Yeah, absolutely. And the only reason why we yeah, have yeah. benefit because we are the trustees and they are the beneficiaries. And that's right. the way it goes. That's the way it is. Like, you buy clothes for your daughter or your nephew. I mean, that's, those are your clothes, especially if it's your child. You, you control it. You bought it. Like, that's, that's yours or really the family's, you know? But yeah. this whole mine, 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 that's the trick. You owning, that's the trick. It, it like feeds our ego. Yeah, I got this, I got that. It's like an ego, so it's like it's an easy trick. The true stuff is we got this. I come from this. I have access to this. That's the realness. That's like that's the private side. Public is what's what, what I got. Private is what my family has. You know? But yeah, definitely the trust owns everything. The napkins, the paper towels, the dish soap. I'm telling you, the the if you use it, you know, the spick and span, the 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 <laughs> what's the pine saw? I mean everything. The trust owns everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah, the point we the, get trust, that. the trust yeah. owns everything, yeah. Yeah, okay, but brother, I just wanted to call in and um, you know, make you aware that I appreciate you. I appreciate you checking out the show. I I really appreciate you call, you know, calling in and, and, and interacting. Thank you, man. And uh yeah, man, have a have a good one, man. Be safe. Talk okay. to you soon. All right. All right. Touch. Peace. Peace. All right, seven one eight. Thanks, brother. Appreciate that, family. Definitely. Thanks for adding to the foundation. Next caller, seven one eight. Two one zero seven one eight two one zero. I almost said the whole number. My bad. Please, what's your name? Where you calling? Hey, 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 hey! This guy from Far Rockaway used to be in Brownsville, but I'm in Far Rockaway right now. But um, this is what most a piece of oil. This is what most of our parents tell us: get a job, go to school, don't use drugs, don't bother anybody. And a lot of us, we may get a summer job, or we may start at 18. But a lot of us can't catch anything to be 65, 62, you know, because, um, you know, you have to put 20 years in. So you look at it like, and as you said before, a lot of things we have, we only have time. You cannot get time back. The most precious thing we have is time. And if you're 18 years old and you gave somebody 20 years, you're still not old enough to collect Okay, so that means you're 38. Then you got to put another 20 years in, right? Then you like um, 58. But you can't collect anything until you're 55, maybe 62, or um, 65. But uh, when they say get a job, um, go to school, don't use drugs, don't bother anybody, but how many of our parents say um, get a business? A lot of our parents don't say give a business. You know, we watch our, as you said before, slave wages. We watch our grandparents work five days a week and only have two days to themselves. And you don't have enough time to do anything in two days. 
And then we watch our parents two days um, got time for us. They work five days. And then here we go. We follow the same footsteps. And slavery been over a long time ago. It's like you can't beat your kid nowadays. And a lot of people bought themselves out of slavery. You know, we just talk about slave wages right now. You know, but um, a lot of people is not buying themselves out of slavery. You know, and the way to buy yourself out of slavery is get a business. You know, um, you know, go to the um, get your EIN and number. Um, go to the um, Department of State. Set up a business. Structure it right. Get yourself out of slavery. You know, because when you work some for somebody, you need permission. You know, like that. You can't take off. But we have a business. You can take off anytime you want. You're not gonna get fired because that's your business. That's your family business. You know. And a lot of people is um, going that route. You know, they structure somebody else's life and making somebody else wealthy, and um, and they're not, you know, taking care of um, they, you know, their family. Because when you look at it, it's something that you've seen. Your mother, your grandparents gave them 50 years, started at 18, and then your parents came along and started giving them 50 years. That's 100 years right there. And here you go, giving another 50 years. That's 150 years. That nobody's leaving anything to y'all. You understand what I'm saying, Soel? I, I hope the whole yes. audience understands this too. That you know, and one thing, and one thing you teach the children, you know, take a hundred dollar bills or a whole bunch, and teach them math. Teach the kids math. This is how you teach them accounting. Give them math, you know, because they like stuff. So say, hey, here's a, a whole bunch of one single, a whole bunch, a whole bunch of stacks of fives. I think that's about two thousand dollars. I haven't done it in quite a while. But um, but you do it, and you show them how to do basic, basic math. So that's universal. Math is universal all around the world. It's math, and you show them how to count them once. And you, you give them a real one dollar bill. You give them a real ten dollar bill, so they can know how it looks. It's not gonna hurt. Who doesn't have a hundred dollar? A hundred dollars. You go to the bank, say, give me a hundred ones. Give me a stack of ones, a hundred dollars. And and then you show them how to count. They want toys, you know. They want candy and so on that, so they have to know how to do this. Show them how quarters look, you know, show them how nickels look, and you show them how to do this. Show them how to interact at a younger age. Forget about letting the school teach them, you teach them yourself. Teach them at home and do things like this. Say, hey, you want this? This is what it is. Because they, they learn in school. When they come home, show them the real deal, you know, and, and let them know they math. You know, because when I, when I knew math, I created a math formula. They told me I was too smart. But I had nobody to show to me. They said, yo, you cannot use this here in high school. You're too smart. I had nobody to protect me. You know, and I, and I learned how to I create a math formula in the fifth grade. And from fifth grade to high school, they told me I was too smart. And you don't use it, you lose it. And I didn't use it, so I lost it. But I'm, I'm regaining it back. I'm seeking it. But um, so L, um, to all you out there, remember, your parents said like they never say get a business or get a trust. You have to do this. Don't give them 150 years. That you know, and you only have two days to get it right, and they gotta go back to work. So L, I love you. Love all you out there. And I'm gonna let you take the next call up. I appreciate you, man. Love you too, man. And I, I okay. Uh, yeah, thanks for that, man. You're welcome. Thanks for that. You're welcome. That's very profound. That's um. That's very profound. So, 
you know, over generations, how many hours have, you know, our ancestors and even ourselves given to, you know, these public entities exchanged, just, you know, and that's true. You, you never get this back. You're never going to get this time back. You might, people say you come back, but, you know, it's not going to be this time. At this point, at this place, in this year, in this moment, in this minute, never again. Never again. We're devoting the majority of our best, the, devoting the majority of our best hours to these different types of entities that aren't set up for us or for the benefit of us or our families. They just need human labor, cheap human labor, the cheapest human labor possible. And we're being paid in debt in those. The importance of family trust should be evident, but, you know, a lot of times it's not. We don't know what we don't know. And I understand that. And, and, and no one should be, be made fun of or made filled any type of way because they don't know something. Because you can always learn something. And that's ridiculous. So, you know, one of the principles why, you know, the show, why, you know, sometimes people say uh, it could be a little uh, repetitive, but hey, I don't care. It's very important. It's the most important, in my opinion. It's getting properly structured, setting up the, the heirs to be in a better position than we came up in, and then so on and so forth. Me, that's what it's all about. I want to thank everybody for checking out the show. I definitely want to thank you. Um, I do want to repeat that, you know, from now until January 31st, you uh, start your private transition. Get into trusty trading. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. And I will personally send you five ounces of silver to begin or assist or add on to your private family holdings and that's you know from me so L to you the foundation to you in, in the spirit of family and nothing else really family and love you know honestly honestly if you think about it so you know with that being said you know check that out admin at welcome to the foundation if you want for more information um, you want to understand trusty training, welcome to the foundation.com. If you want to book a consultation, make a donation, look at the PDFs, you know, whatever. Start moving uh, forward, progress of your private transition, your family's private transition. Um, it's not necessarily a lot to learn. It's just a whole different framework of understanding to learn. And once, once we get that framework, Everything starts falling into place. You know? So appreciate y'all checking out the show. I really do. And I trust that, you know, I was as informative as I could have been. So take what you can and run with it. Pick up what I put down whenever you can and run with it. You know? But ultimately understand that, you know, this the public stuff isn't, it's not safe. It's not stable. And we're dependent on these jobs and we're dependent on these companies. And if, you know, the stock market crashes and there's, you know, this and that, and, you know, there's a lot of different conditions that, you know, exist at this moment that could put a lot of us in very predicament situations, especially after the span of two days, 
three days, two weeks, a month. Now it's, it can be very critical. If, you know, we're one of the 25,000 that are laid off from Ford or, you know, whatever. These things are happening. They're rapidly happening. We need to prepare for them. At the same time, we also need to establish for the future, regardless of what's going on in the present. That's to your family trust. With that, with that being said, enjoy yourself. You know, take care of yourself. And, you know, whether you're in the process or, or working towards it or maybe on the fence, Definitely looking to, you know, at least set up a family trust. But um, they work better in a specific, you know, system. So, you know, welcome to the foundation.com and add me at welcome to the foundation.com if you want to check out this five ounce silver promotion. Y'all have a great week. I'll be here next week, next Wednesday, for the next episode of the foundation. Once again, I love y'all and uh, peace to the God. Doing this thing all the way live. High frequency radio.